Welcome to Open Banking Expo Unplugged, bringing you the brightest minds in open banking, open finance and beyond. Hello and welcome to another episode of Open Banking Expo Unplugged. I'm Ellie Duncan, Head of Content at Open Banking Expo and your host for today's episode. And I'm delighted to be joined by Anton Langbrook, General Manager of DAC at Mambu a SaaS cloud banking platform operating across six continents. Launched in 2011, Mambu counts OpenAuth, Bank Islam and Tandem among its clients. So welcome to the podcast, Anton. Thank you. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here. Good. Well, plenty of questions to fire your way. So first of all, um, let's start with possibly one of the easiest, but can you explain your role at Mambu and what it involves, please? Yeah, sure. So, so my role, as you mentioned in the introduction, is the general manager of the DAG region. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually a very diverse role. So it's uh, besides being responsible for leading the commercial team um, and, of course, the standing relationships with our, our growing client base, I'm also responsible for partner ecosystem, translating market asks into our overall offering. Um, and this, of course, always with the mindset of improving our market offering, enabling our clients to provide a wider and better experience um, with, of course, always with the, uh, the idea of um, our clients serving their end customers in a, in a, in a better way. Um, Mambu is founded in Germany. Uh, we have hubs in Berlin and Dresden. So we're extremely connected uh, with the DAG region and the culture of banking. Um, and this will remain because uh, for Mambu, DAG is a very strategic market. And we're extremely proud of our client base in the DAG region. So we have logos like uh, RBI, N26 and Solaris Bank as very prominent examples. And for anyone listening who isn't sure what uh, what we're talking about when we say the DAG region, um, uh, can you explain exactly sort of what countries that that covers? Yeah, sure, sure. So the, the DAG region um, is made up of Germany, Austria and Switzerland. So um, all Germanic countries in Central Europe, you might call it. And and you said there that um, Mambu actually started out in, in Germany. So so really it's it's had a presence and, and been operating in that region since since it first established. Is that correct? Absolutely. So we found it in, in the city of Stuttgart. Um, the three founders there uh, who basically started uh, from their living room building the business, um, having this great vision of uh, how banking and technology can be combined, improving uh, banking services uh, worldwide, actually. Great. And and perhaps you can kind of paint a picture for, for the audience about where the region is on its open banking implementation journey. Sure. So... What we have seen in the DAG uh, market, there was a lot of skepticism and hesitations toward uh, open banking. This is not only coming from banks, but as well as uh, consumers. So for banks, the the leading questions were on the infrastructure, uh, risk. So the bank needs to open up their infrastructure, having multiple connections to third parties outside of their infrastructure. And... um, we should always also not forget that open banking uh, is partly driven by a regulatory. And so the ask uh, by the regulator, for example, by PSD2, um, has been a tick, tick the box operation for a lot of banks. So just do what the regulator is asking without looking further on what kind of benefits it would provide to their end clients. 
For consumers, it's all about data. For example, a lot of customers uh, are sticking to cash in Germany and Austria, so still paying with cash instead of using apps or wallets or cards uh, with the reasoning that the bank doesn't have to know what I do with my money as a consumer. So with that mindset, it's hard for banks to have clients embracing the open banking, using the digital offering that uh, that banks provide. Um, but another example, which I think is, is very interesting as well, that the regulator on one hand uh, says uh, we advocate open banking, access for, for digital access for clients, but other regulatory bodies uh, in Germany and Austria are stating the opposite when it comes to data uh, and data privacy and basically storing data in the cloud. I think Corona was a great example for it, where in Germany, actually the governmental bodies were stating that you have to be really careful on storing uh, um, data from uh, uh, schoolers, from schools, where simple data like uh, rates, um, to store that in cloud. Actually, the, the governmental body said no to it. So schools needed to go out and buy uh, hardware uh, on storing their uh, the data of their students. So that, that is a little bit contradiction, of course. So, and that actually leads as well to Austrian, Swiss, and German people being very protective of their sensitive data. And this is, again, strengthened by governmental bodies. Um, although this feels very strange because, you know, we are sharing everything what we do, walking the dog, going on holiday, showing our um, new purchases like cars or, or fancy stuff on Facebook, Instagram, and other social media. So that is actually a contradiction of, of how, uh, why are you protective of private data towards banks, but you share everything on Facebook. So that, that is a, an actually very strange thing. Um, but I think it's because of the financial data. There is a kind of taboo about financial data. You don't speak to your friends about uh, what you earn, so what you do with your money. So that is very, people are very protective of it. You don't even discuss this with your friends and colleagues. So that makes it, again, hard for banks to get their clients to buy into sharing the data with uh, uh, yeah, partners of the bank to actually improve their services. So the cultural differences between Europe and in, in countries are really affecting the uptake of uh, new technology uh, by banks and, and consumers as well. So even if the technology works perfectly fine, you still see clients are not picking it up because it's too intrusive in terms of privacy and confidentiality. Yeah, it's interesting to hear about perhaps some of the, the friction there. And obviously, you know, as you pointed out, some of those challenges are quite unique to, to that region. They're sort of um, cultural. So how are those DAC countries sort of overcoming some of those hurdles and, and challenges then? Yeah, so, so there are a number of, of steps that banks can, can, can do to help their uh, consumers understand and embrace open banking. Um, the first is really looking into their messaging. So what, what do you spread out to your consumers about open banking? So the term open banking itself lacks traction. And it might be more productive for banks to start renaming uh, uh, the terms in a way of smart, shared or collaborative banking. Um, I believe this is stickier and consumers can relate to it as being beneficial for themselves instead of just being beneficial for the banks. Um, 
but there's also be uh, there's also a lot of work to be done in communicating the value of what open banking uh, brings to you as a consumer. Um, showing consumers it's not all about giving uh, them more control, but not taking instead of taking it away from from them. So people feel like if I provide my data, I'm no longer in control. It's actually the other way around. So if I share my data with a bank, this opens up a lot of other services for me, which are beneficial to me and might even be competitive to the current bank I'm using. So banks need to find uh, other ways of reassurance around the data security and building uh, additional safeguards if required. Three in five customers have concerns about open banking. Again, always on privacy and security. And these fears need to be addressed um, if you really want open banking to be successful. Um, moreover, banks must approach open banking with a customer-first approach. Uh, we see that banks are focusing on themselves, more on themselves, instead of really looking at the benefits they can bring to their, uh, to their clients. But that means investing time and resources uh, and to predict basically what tools might support their customer need. Um, so they can be, be very efficient in their offering at the right time. Uh, this offering gets uh, gets on the market. So means basically placing the customer at the heart of the development of your strategies so they feel empowered and in control. Um, and this, of course, means working very closely uh, to uh, ecosystems and, and your partners. So what can Mambo do there is Mambo can make sure that you as a bank basically have the backend and the technology in your backend to allowing uh, you to predict and actually onboard an ecosystem on a, on a very uh, efficient and agile way. So um, I just want to find out then, Anton, what Mambu is doing specifically in, in the DAC region, um, but also a bit more widely to educate consumers then. Um, as, as you've said, you know, there is, there is a bit of misunderstanding about what open banking is. So what are you doing at Mambu? Well, of course, let, let's look at it from a bank perspective first and then see how Mambu uh, supports it, right? So because I, I think education um, is really, that, that's where the banks need to be in charge and lead it. Because, uh, of course, uh, Mambu has a common interest together with the banks, but the banks actually have the ownership of, of their uh, client base um, and we can only be a more a tool to support banks instead of really doing that. So the, the, the open banking evolution itself hasn't completely gone silent, but it really does need support, especially from the banking community. Because as I mentioned, banks, uh, they have the ownership of their own success. Um, and if you look at ownership of your success is really also on making sure that you're providing your client base with the right uh, tools to really uh, experience banking in the, in the best way in shape and form. So they can leverage their status as voices of authority and trust to educate their clients. Um, talk about the myths uh, of, of open banking and take those concerns away, uh, demonstrating its advantages and giving them power to control uh, on how easy it is for their clients to understand and embrace open banking uh, with the options available to them. Uh, but a lot of banks are not really doing that. So we see some banks uh, who are really active, 
on promoting it. And most of them are like the new players, the disruptors on the market. But we still see a lot of room of improvement, having one voice uh, across banking in the DAG region towards the client. Uh, so with almost half of the consumers, as mentioned before, is, is feeling that their bank has basically dropped the ball when it comes to supporting them in open banking. And almost 50% believe that their bank didn't even really talk to them when it comes to the benefits of, uh, of open banking. So the so-called game changer for the banking industry might have failed to deliver. Uh, that doesn't really mean that we can't transform finance with open banking. Uh, it can radically improve our uh, industry. Um, if banks really pick it up now, have one voice to, uh, to all consumers in their specific uh, geography um, and, and really show benefits. So what does it do for me? If, if me personally, who bank in Germany, I have multiple bank accounts and I still don't really have uh, one view on all my bank accounts, which I would love to have, but there's simple nobody really offering it. So it's not my house bank. It's not my retail bank. It's not the bank where I have my savings account who is basically saying to me, hey, listen, I've got an app here. Please connect uh, your bank accounts so that you have a three, 365 overview of what you're actually doing. So what we as Mambu actively do, uh, besides, of course, uh, releasing marketing content on, as on white papers uh, and etc., we, of course, don't really have the reach uh, as a bank has. Right? We have less end customer than the bank has. But what we do with our uh, advisory teams is really supporting uh, our clients with lessons learned from other regions. So we, we are strong in Asia where uh, open banking has a very different meaning uh, than in Europe. We have a, a lot of clients who have uh, are more advanced when it comes to open banking. So we take lessons learned from them, uh, providing that to our clients. Uh, client base in, in Europe, um, and also providing them information when it comes to benchmarks, when it comes to market information. But of course, as well, at, at the core, um, the architectural problem solving, because there are still a lot of banks who run on legacy infrastructure, which simply also does not really allow you to, uh, yeah, to release a lot of open banking-like functionality to their clients. So, of course, that is where we're focusing on as well, is on, on the back ends. So make sure that your back end, not only your front end, but especially the back end is capable of releasing all kinds of uh, services towards the client to improve uh, banking uh, in, in Europe as a whole. And I know we've talked quite a bit already about consumer and uh, consumers and their lack of awareness about open banking. But I wondered if you've seen kind of greater understanding among SMEs of the benefits of open banking. And, and if so, why why you think that is? Um, yes. Yeah, so, so short answer is yes. So we, we are seeing that. And then it's unfortunate, but I have to come back to the cultural mindset as well as we're the working uh, part of it. So sharing data from business to business is actually more easy because SMEs understand that there is a process of sharing data and there is a gain of actually being open and connecting to third parties because it, it supports their, their active business. Um, and the people who work in those SMEs, for them, it's, it's uh, very 
clearly defined of a way of doing business as well. So, and I think the big trigger here is that the people who work in the SMEs don't feel really affected personally on if they share data or opening up to third parties within the financial industry or outside of the financial industry. But as soon as it's coming close, so people need to uh, talk about their own sharing of their own private, personal, financial data. All of a sudden, it it feels like, oh, I'm affected personally. Now I have to think about privacy. Now I have to think about what are they doing with my data? Where is the data going and how do I track it? And I think if you work for a company, it's more easy. There is more distance between yourself and the data that you're sharing. So I think that that is the main reason why SMEs find it as companies more easy to talk to other companies than uh, and sharing information and, and sharing services than persons um, sharing that with an institution. Yeah, that's really interesting to hear, actually. And um, and I'm sure that, that does apply to, to plenty of other regions as well. Uh, and I wanted to find out, uh, sort of, finally, what your plans are for the DAC region in the coming 12 months. So does Mambu have any plans to release new products and, and services there? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, actually, we, we, are, we see ourselves as a, as a company who is always on a journey uh, to constantly improving and enhancing our platform. Um, as all of our clients benefit equally from the functionality and technical enhancements we release, we will continue on doing so. Uh, but if you look at the, the DAG region, specifically, we are building out our DAG team um, with, with new hires, uh, all to be able to, benef- to, to have more benefits and providing services to, to our clients. Um, so we're looking on enhancing the team in engineering, in the commercial team. And of course, by doing that, we want to really show our clients and also the market that the DAG region is an extremely important market for Mambu. Um, but next to really looking at ourselves and what are we doing, uh, we are one of the most important things that we're doing is actually constantly look, are on the lookout for um, for partners. Those can be fintechs, those can be consulting companies, those can be banks to make sure that we are widening our ecosystem. So our main focus uh, for the coming months in, in the DAG region will be extending our ecosystem uh, because we strongly believe in that uh, fintechs and, and banks, are. we should move away from the idea of that we are competing with each other. So one of our mottos in the DAG is collaborating instead of competing uh, with all kinds of fintechs. So there are extremely a lot of regional fintechs uh, coming up who provide uh, beneficial services to our end clients. And we really want them to play a huge role in our ecosystem. Because at the end, the broader our ecosystem is, um, the more we can reach uh, financial institutions, the more at the end, the end customer is able to benefit from, uh, from what we're doing in the market. Well, I like that message of collaborating, not competing, and um, that's a really nice note to end it on. So thank you so much, Anton, for your time today and for coming onto the podcast. You're welcome. I enjoyed it. It was my first podcast ever, so uh, <laughs> hopefully uh, the people who are listening are, uh, yeah, can, take a, can take a couple of things away from it. I'm sure they can. Hopefully the first of many podcasts. I hope so. <laughs> Thanks so much to Anton for coming on the podcast and to you for listening. 
You'll find plenty of other episodes of Open Banking Expo Unplugged on the on-demand section of openbankingexpo.com, including a recent episode in which Mambu's Nordic's General Manager, Bent Winkle, joined me to discuss some of the opportunities in that region. Until next time, goodbye.